That's Melanie Brulé with I Will from her great new album, Fires, Floods and Things We Leave Behind, a fabulous slice of pedal steel-driven country music that comes equipped with its own widescreen spaghetti western-like vibe to kick things off. Melanie Brulé is in fine voice on 12 tracks that reflect on relationships, loss and addiction, and joined by some great players. This is not your average country album and definitely a recording you must check out. And to learn more about the new album, it's great to welcome Melanie Brulé to Folk Roots Radio. How are you doing today, Melanie? So good. How are you, Jen? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm great Great to be able to talk to you. i got to say, you must feel really good about this album, because it is truly fantastic. I just love the sound, the feel, the quality of the playing, and the wonderful songs. So with that in mind, tell us a little bit about the project. Thanks. Well, you know, the danger that happens when you listen to something so much is that you really don't know what's up and down anymore. So I'm glad you like it because, you know, when I made it, I liked it. And uh, and then the more you listen to it, I'm like, I don't, I don't even, I don't know if this is good anymore. Is this good? But no, it's had some really great response. And um, I'm lucky that we had so many really great people working on it to achieve a vision. So it was kind of like a, a multi-productory project, I guess. Um, we had Kevin Neal that was very involved. Uh, John Dinsmore, uh, Lincoln County Social Club is where we did it. Um, Adam Warner, my drummer, had a lot of input as well. And James Robertson turned some songs upside down too. So yeah, I'm, I'm just really blessed to have a lot of people working on a vision with me. And, um, and I, think, I think we have achieved it. So who actually produced the album? Well, it was a group effort. Um, so, yeah, uh, pretty much, you know, like everybody I just named, uh, and, and Kyle Texera was playing bass, and we all kind of did it together. It, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't one person that had the vision. Kevin and I started a couple years ago, actually, in my backyard, kind of working out what we wanted the sound to sound like. So, so he and I took the beginning of the vision brought it to John and brought it to the guys in pre-production and then it kind of turned into its own thing. So I wasn't really comfortable naming one producer per se, but it was definitely a group effort. Well, you know, certainly that really comes through and I'm, I'm pleased you said that because sometimes, you know, when we talk about who produces something, you, you kind of think, oh, that was just that one person when the reality is that there is always a lot of different inputs, particularly when you have such great players in the studio what I love about the album, though, is this wonderful feel. I love the fact that you've got that Quentin Tarantino, Ennio Morricone start to the whole thing, because that really sets you up. I mean, the, what I loved about listening to I Will was it's like, it makes you sit up. It's like, whoa, where is this going? <laughs> that must have been pretty exciting to, to have that start. And I can only imagine how it must feel when you play this live. And, you know, I know you've got some yeah. release shows coming up, but, you know, it's like, boy, it's just, it, it's just, that must get you right up for a show, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it, it does. You know, like what's cool about it is, um, is it's different, you know, and I've never been one to just follow a trend, I guess. My, my first album was in French, which, you know, m- maybe was an interesting choice to some people, but I, I'm fluently bilingual. And, and then other people are like, a country album? Um, and, and it's kind of like, well, if you've been in Toronto in the last five years, I've been playing with a side project called The Old Fashioned every Sunday night for 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 the last yeah five years so so country is not far from from my roots anyway and I grew up force fed it I joke uh, my mother loved country music growing up and so my mother and my grandmother really like uh, force fed me a lot of country music but um, yeah we wanted to do something that was different for country and something that you know that I would want to listen to I'm pretty picky on my music I like a lot of I like a lot of psychedelic rock. I like a lot of dark stuff. And and I like music to have a punch, you know? As I'm growing as an artist, I guess, like, the character of who I am as a front woman is developing as well. And she's kind of taking her own, her own personality on. And I, I often wonder, like, what would I want to look up to as a kid, you know, and, and what's a, what's a good way for me to use my platform for, for, for good, which is like, you know, often talking about mental health. Now it's kind of become like, who, who's this superhero character that I can create? And, and that's kind of the, the evolution of where this album has gone. Well, it's interesting you say that because when I met you at the Folk Music Ontario Conference and, you know, you're, you, I mean, you were dressed as the Melanie Brulé from from this album. I did have that feel like, whoa, this is just something really special here. I know you're a, uh, a longtime advocate for talking about issues in relation to, to mental health. This album, though, is also, I mean, the songs, I mean, some of them are quite personal. I mean, you reflect on relationships loss and and also addiction. I know in the notes that I was sent, there was a talk about, well, you know, maybe there's a a bit of a weaving of the 12 steps into this album. And I wanted to give you a chance to to talk about how that fits into where you want to go with your songwriting. Yeah, well, the the album started uh, on a road trip and we went from Nashville to Las Vegas together. And I was in a writer's block before I left and just getting out and experiencing you know, new landscapes was enough for me to start writing music again. And and I certainly wasn't expecting to write an album on this trip. In fact, if I had told myself that, I surely would not have done it because when I put pressure on myself, that's when the blockages come up. And so when I came back, I was particularly fascinated with the ghost towns in Texas that I had seen. And I thought, how interesting is that, that you can just up and leave a whole town when it doesn't serve you anymore. And so I got home and I started writing this song, Pretty Wasteland, and it it turned into something else when I got a phone call from a friend of mine who had been struggling with addiction, and he called me up to tell me he was three weeks sober. And that was like right around the time that I was writing the second verse. I was sitting there with my guitar in my hand, and he called. And then after the conversation with him, I was like, that's the ghost town. That's the pretty wasteland. That, that's the thing you're leaving behind. So this song must be for him. You know, I do feel like when it comes to music, I'm a channel. And sometimes I don't know why I'm writing something until it's written and until it's out 
and you know it, it it's really i think music is a really magical thing in that way and so yeah so i i i finished writing this song and then as i was kind of putting the songs together for the album a lot of which were written on the road trip i started noticing a trend of how many people in my life were sober and had chosen sobriety and i feel like that's such a commendable and brave act you know to like look inside yourself and remove a crutch and it, it, it's not an easy path certainly you know so i've spoken to a lot of people about it and and my own life fits in there in the sense that i wish my father had done that so this album for me on a personal level is me trying to deal with my crap <laughs> as it always is and then as well hopefully other people can get something out of it too, you know? And, uh, and so, yeah, I thought, why not, why not have a nod to the brave folks and their loved ones? Because it's not easy dealing with someone who's dealing with an addiction, you know? It affects everybody. And maybe it's not addiction. Maybe it's just mental health issues. Either way, it affects everybody. And, and I wanted to just, like, continue the conversation about that. Well, I love you. Love the fact that you said that. You know, one of the things that is so important. You know, you mentioned the words platform. You know, in there. You know, you you have developed this wonderful. I mean, I I think it's just a a wonderful feel. I mean, a, a very exciting country project. But then you're fueling it with songs. You know, that that really have important things to say and important things to say about you know everyone's lives. You know, that that this is we're all touched by these these challenges, you know, whether it's personal or whether it's relation to family or friends. So I really want to compliment you on that. Pretty Wasteland is a fabulous song, you know, and that's the song we're going to play now. I have to be honest, though, when I was picking the songs to play for this interview, I pretty much could have played every one. And that is how strong this album is. It has just chock full of, of wonderful songs. Pretty Wasteland, though, does feel very special. Do you feel it is one of the standout tracks on this album? Yeah, totally. So much so that I, I took the line uh, from the title of the album, uh, the fires, floods, and things we leave behind. The things we leave behind comes from Pretty Wasteland. It's, it's definitely a song that, that's close to my heart. It definitely colors the album. It's got strings on it as well, which I which I think just like always adds some really beautiful emotions. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked with this one. Let's play that just now. This is Melanie Brule with Pretty Wasteland from her wonderful new album, Fires, Floods and Things We Leave Behind. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. <laughs> Sober, carrying a load of lonely 
That's Melanie Brule with Pretty Wasteland from her wonderful new album. It's entitled Fire, Floods and Things We Leave Behind. And this is definitely an album you need to hear. It's not your typical country album. And one of the things I love about this project is it really takes you back to what I think of as the golden age of, of country music. Melanie Brule is our guest on Folk Roots Radio. And Melanie, you know, the way you sing on this album, um, there's a song we can't play today, which is Tennessee Years. We'll put it into an, another episode of Folk Roots Radio. But you really do seem to be channeling some of the wonderful female country singers of the past. Can you talk about what you wanted to bring to the the project as a vocalist? Yeah, I mean, I'm totally inspired by, you know, Loretta and Dolly Parton and Patsy, especially. There's just so many great female singers from the classic country days, you know? And it's almost a little bit disappointing to me that new country is able to call themselves country now because to me it doesn't have that soul that those women have. I don't know that I would throw myself in the pool with them, but thank you. But uh yeah, I mean I'm just I'm just trying to do the songs justice and 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 sing the songs as best as I can and you know, sing the lyrics, right? Like we're here to tell a story, so I don't want to just, you know, mull over something really quickly. I want to, I, I want you to feel it. I want you to know that I'm feeling it, and we should be feeling it together. And you should get lost in a song. That's my, that's my view. If I don't get lost in it, I'm bored. I'm, I'm looking elsewhere, you know? Now, I know you're currently based in Toronto, but you have been going to Nashville a lot you know, to, to work on your songwriting. Do you eventually see that maybe you would make the move? I mean, is that something you've ever thought about? Because, you know, with an album as strong as this, it's it's already getting a lot of buzz in the Americana world as well as the country world. I just wonder whether this is going to make you think, you know, maybe I need to spend more time down there. I do love spending time down there, that's for certain. But I love being Canadian and being able to come home. I, I, I'm not going to lie, it's a... Uh, it's a different place down there, and I do love the U.S., and I think especially right now, the United States of America needs music, and, you know, they, they, they need escape. We all need a little bit of escape slash, you know, looking inward. You are a bilingual singer-songwriter. You mentioned that your first album was a French album. There's a bit of a French cabaret feel to this and and that kind of leads into a discussion of the live show which we'll get into in a second i just wonder what happens next from the recorded point of view will you you know swap back and forwards between english and french or do you see maybe getting into country music and and creating music like, like this maybe something you'll be doing for a while longer the french language thing is is definitely important to me and i will continue writing in french and releasing music in french Technically, this is my second album under my own name. So, yeah, I do see myself going back and forth with the French and English thing for a while. In terms of genre, it's, like, really open-ended right now. It could be it could be anything. It could go bluegrass. It could go jazz. It could go psychedelic rock. But it'll, it'll always have a little bit of country in it. 
it'll definitely always have a bit of roots in it because that's me, you know, and, and, and I feel like I do have a, a close connection to myself and a close connection to the earth. And I think that's what you'd probably hear in the, in the roots that come out. So let's talk about the live show. You mentioned you played with some fabulous people. I love Champagne James Robertson. He was fabulous with New Country Rehab. He's played with Lindy Ortega. Kevin, the General Neal, um, you talk about, you know, a wonderful pedal steel player. And he seems to be almost the heart and soul of the accompaniment for these songs. What is the live show going to look like? Well, yeah, absolutely. Kevin is the heart and soul of this. Like we've we've worked really hard together on the sound and we've been touring as a duo as well. So, you know, when we're we're going when we're playing shows, like we're touring in the US for the first time. We we had our first tour in October and we're going back to the US in November, um, mostly along the East Coast and Philadelphia, New York City, Boston, DC, that sort of thing. So on those when it's, you know, just not affordable for me to bring a band out for places and cities that I'm that I'm playing for the first time, um, Kevin and I play as a duo and he definitely fills the sound up for the both of us, you know, it's, he's, he's a great player. He sings really great backing vocals. And then my full band formation will change depending, uh, on where we are and who's available. But I'm super lucky that so many talented people are interested in playing on this project with us. You know, we've got a five piece band for the Toronto CD release, uh, on Thursday, October 18th. I've even got uh, Kristen Sweetland playing some castanets, which she did on the album on I Will. And yeah, I've got different backup singers in different cities. I like to use local talent. So it, it's it's all about who's around. And, and I'm really lucky that it's a lot of players that are top notch, you know? You know, what comes through in this interview is how much fun you are having with the project. You really must like getting up in, in, in front of people and singing, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do feel like it's a bit of a magic zone. I'm I'm super grateful that I'm able to do it. And I end up working a lot of stuff out when I do that. You know, it's like uh, it's like how people get addicted to running. <laughs> I think I imagine. I don't know. I've never ran before, but I imagine that's what it's like. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm working energy out and uh, I'm connecting with people. And yeah, I mean, I try to get people to sing along and, and I try to blur the line between audience and performer. Like, you know, I really like to make people a part of my show. And I, and, and again, for the, for the reason of like, let's get lost in this moment together. And like, if you guys trust me to drive this ship, I will drive us, you know, into this magical place and, and, and we'll all be in it together for a while and we can forget about everything that's going on around us and, and maybe do a little bit self-work, sneaky, sneaky self-work in the meantime. And uh, yeah, I, I think we come out of it as better people. Well, it's been great to talk to you today. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? Well, my website is always there, melaniebrulee.com. And uh, we just released uh, a live video for Whiskey and Wine we also released that track online on Spotify and all that jazz. And the album comes out October 19th. And uh, we're in Montreal on October 20th as well and all over the place. But yeah, I guess you could streamline everything through my website at MelanieBrulee.com. And yeah, find me on Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. That's great. We're going to finish with Whiskey and Wine. Tell us about that song. 
Yeah, well, this one I co-wrote with Liz Stringer and Kevin Neal, and it's about a relationship that goes sour after years of alcoholism. You know, it's it's a, it's a it's a cause that's unfortunately dear to my heart. You know, um, and and you know, I've I've noticed myself perhaps because of my relationship with my father and my mother's relationship with my father that like I've gotten into a lot of relationships with addicts over the years and sometimes I've been the addict you know so it's uh yeah I think this is a good example of how I like to sneak in (laughs) like morals into a catchy song that's it that's it that's a great way to put it (laughs) Melanie Brulé it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today This is Melanie Brulé with Whiskey and Wine from her fabulous album, Fires, Floods, and Things We Leave Behind, and it's definitely a recording you need to check out. And I'm Jan Hall, and you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. Thanks again. As we walk.